Welcome back to Nerd Radio, your national nerd net radio direct. I am your host, Nick. Here with me today is... Becca. Well, hello, Becca. How are you today? I'm good, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Nate was not able to join us today because actually he's going to be on One Giant Leap for Geeks. So make sure, go check him out. Still give him some love as well. Uh, we love the guys over at the one... Oh, wait, hold on. I can do this. O-G-L-F... No. Well, yeah. O-G-L-F-G. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been on their show before. They've been on our show before. Um, you know, 2020, we're trying to expand out more and, you know... Uh, network a little bit better so that's kind of step one is being on each other's podcast and just you know hanging out with each other also this uh coming or next monday i guess by the time this airs next monday um get ready for a special edition of noob we are going to have a special guest on there and i can't wait can't wait so uh you can get a hold of us at tx3 productions on twitter or you can thread x3 productions on instagram or thread x3 productions at gmail.com if you want to drop us an email so let's get right into this week in the box office Okay, so looks like um, the top three have not really changed for the past three weeks. So we got Bad Boys for Life, even though it's in the number three. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, 17.6 million with a total of 148 million. Now, I believe we established last episode that, that only they only spent 90 million, and so... Um, according to, you know, just domestically, they've already made a lot of that back. And if you include international, they're doing really well. So that's good. Uh, number two, again, is uh, 1917, this time bringing in 9.6 million uh, with a total of 119.2 million. Uh, Doolittle at a whopping. 7.7 million and 55.2 million. Now, have you heard that much about Doolittle? I haven't heard a lot about it, but from the previews, I'm pretty excited just because I like that they're going back to the action adventure style versus what they went back with um, Eddie Murphy. Uh huh. I mean, it, it was cute. It was a cute spinoff of Doolittle, but I am excited to see Robert Downey Jr. play this role. Well, just from the reviews and everything, go ahead and wait for a red box. It's really? not doing. Oh, no. It's not doing great. Well, considering it's now uh, week. What is this? Week three, and it's only fifty-five million dollars. Um, I mean, that's bad enough by itself. But then you add in the factor of it cost them uh, one hundred and seventy million. I think was the budget. So right, they're not doing super great on that. So. I think anytime you get one of these family-friendly films, though, you're going to run that risk of having that problem where it's not going to be true. as big of a box office as, say, a Marvel or a Bad Boys film. True, true. I mean, the 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 point is, or the the problem is, is that I, they banked a lot on Robert Downey Jr. So a, lo- a lot of their budget probably was him. But then they had a lot of other stars on there: John Cena, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah. oh gosh. I forget some of the other people, but they have a lot of like big names in there as the voices of the, you know, the all the different uh, creatures and everything. And so, yeah, like I, mm-hmm. not only that, but then well, they have Tom Holland in it. There oh, they too. do. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of they do, and Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. Emma Thompson. I mean, they have some great people in it. But I think when you get into these films where they're just throwing a bunch of big names in and mm-hmm. hoping that it draws a crowd, I mean, it's a remake. Yeah. It's a remake of a remake. You're not going to make as much money on a remake right. as you would in something original, you know? And you're not going to, just because they're Marvel people, in mm-hmm. you're not going to pull the same audience as a Marvel movie. Definitely not. I mean, I feel like that was Disney's first mistake, is that like, oh, well, we have a couple of the Avengers, so that automatically mm-hmm. means that this is how much we're going to make, and it's like, no. Well, no. And I, I think... <laughs> 
I think what's surprising is how much it cost, and yet I don't really feel like the CG looks that great. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in that in the preview. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still want to give it a chance just because I'm nerdy like that. Right. But, but, I mean, it's not one that I would probably pay big money for. I mean, yeah. like you said, I would wait for at least the dollar theater to take my family. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> dollar Tuesday. That's what Doolittle's good for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then uh, week one, Gretel and Hansel... Um, made six million dollars and so i mean that's not horrible and most most horror movies i don't get made for a lot um i'm not hearing overly um positive things about this not not overtly negative either but you know still it's number it's number four so i mean that's not horrible um number five down from number four is actually the gentleman which also made $6 million, giving it a total of $20 million. Uh, that's the new Guy Ritchie one. Do you like Guy Ritchie? Um, it depends on the film he's in. Honestly, I could take him or leave him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I definitely don't like Guy Ritchie when he had to d- disney himself and do an Aladdin yeah. movie. But when he's able to <laughs> right? do, like, what he does best, which is, you know, snatch... Um, even Sherlock Holmes, I mean, it wasn't. It was still kind of Hollywood eyes, but it was still very Guy yes. Ritchie. Um, yeah, yeah. When he when he does what he does best, it's it's good. When when he has to do it for a paycheck, that it's like, uh, then yeah, it's like, nah, I can live without. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Aladdin is the most Hollywoodized version because mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, ugh, poor. Poor guy, Richie. I honestly, it's definitely one of those like, um, definitely one of those situations where they're expecting his name to like somehow draw in a crowd, but like they yeah. didn't. It's like when Martin Scorsese did a kids movie. You're like, excuse me, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just don't associate those two. It's like, oh, we're going on, we're going on an adventure. No, no, thank you. No. That's just wrong. (laughs) Um, Then we have at number six, down from number five, uh, Jumanji, the next level. uh, I love that one. Oh, have you seen it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about that uh, in the... uh, in our one segment, because I definitely want to hear your impressions on that. So that made six million okay. for a total of two hundred and ninety-one point two million. So that one's definitely doing really good. I feel like, I feel like just just from the trailers, I can't say that much. Obviously, you can later, um, but I can't say that much. But it looks like they at least gave a crap when they were making this sequel rather than just like oh let's just make more money you know which you know I, maybe from the first trailer i'm like oh here we go again but then i'm like okay all right i see what you're going for there uh mm-hmm. then number seven keeping keeping steady at number seven because it was uh, seven last week as well uh 3.1 million for a total of 507 I guess I didn't say the title. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Have you seen that one as well? Yes, I have. Yeah. W- what's your gauge on it? Because like when me and Nate first seen it, we were very much like, hey, this is pretty good. Like We're very surprised. And then time started beating us down and we're like, no. <laughs> they really screwed up on that or dropped the ball on that. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, uh, okay, it was better than I was expecting it to be yeah. just because I was rather disappointed in the whole, I don't know. I just feel like it's not up to par with the original Star Wars. Yeah. And then they really dropped the ball with, you know, Phantom Menace and all that kind of stuff. But then these ones were kind of redeeming that a little bit. But then the storyline dropped. I mean, I feel like it's all over the place. Yeah. And it's not connecting. And I really, I really just can't stand Kylo Ren. I mean, Mm. (laughs) come on. If you read read the books or the comics at all, he's supposed to be this huge, larger-than-life character. And I'm super disappointed in just not only the actor, but how it's portrayed. I'm just like... Come on, <laughs> where where's where's more death and destruction? I'm not scared of him at all. I just want to go wrap him in a blankie and tuck him in bed and say, "Go to sleep." And when you wake up, your tantrum will be over. <laughs> I mean, it's disappointing. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, that that's <laughs> a very wrong? good point. No, that's a very good point. I I personally always liked him, at least in the Force Awakens. You know, okay. yes, he he. he 
he did throw some tantrums and that was definitely some people's you know complaint with him but i did feel like he at least drew some complexity where it wasn't just like darth vader was just i'm evil and that's it. It was a very one note, even though it was a really good note and it was saying beautifully. <laughs> it was it was still just I'm evil. I'm going to do a bunch of evil crap, you know, and, and in his case, he was struggling with whether or not he wanted to be evil. So I, I like that aspect. But episode eight and nine just didn't do him any favors. Yeah. So so like. Uh, like they could have made it way more complex. I mean, the real problem is I know we've said this over and over again, but you're a new person, so I, I get to say it again. Um, but uh, the real problem is we needed a Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe. We needed yes. somebody to get. There's tons of different directors, tons. Mm-hmm. Like for every Marvel movie, there's a new director, but yet right? they all feel similar. They all, maybe sometimes to its detriment, uh, admittedly, but they all feel similar. They all have that same kind of feel, but then each director brings their own flair to each of the Marvel movies. And that's what makes the Marvel movies so good. Then when it comes time to bring them together in the Avengers movies, then they make sure, okay, let's have like the same directors. Like there was Joss Whedon for one and two, and then Mm -hmm. the Russo brothers for the other one. So like, it just made sense that way. And this time around, they're like, we're going to have a different director every time. They're going to be able to do whatever they want with the story. And it's just like, and so nine, there was so much damage control. And at first, like, I was okay with the damage control because it was in my favor. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, like, that's not how you make a movie. You don't make a movie. And they never resolved things. Exactly. I'm like, wait a minute. You've got to go back and you've got to resolve these things Mm -hmm. or at least give us some Easter eggs. I mean, come on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Blah. Like, so sad that that's where everything had to end. Because, I mean, that is essentially the end. We could get more Star Wars, but at this point, like, who really wants more Star Wars? I would rather them, like, there's rumors, I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's rumors of them going back, like, 400 years to go into, like, the Republic um, stages of Jedi, so we get to see them when they, like, first started. Like, that seems interesting. That's a cool concept. Right. I would love to see that, but I would definitely say there'd have to be some new writers. Yes. Some new directors. Some unified vision. That's what we need. Yes. If we're going to have a whole nother quadrilogy, trilogy, whatever it's going to be, I'm okay with that. You know, I want Star Wars to live on. I don't want it oh, to, to be defined too. by its last chapters, you know? And yeah, especially no, how sad. we have <laughs> Mandalorian. Oh, my dear God. Oh, I love Mandalorian. Mandalorian oh, so good. And um, Star Wars, like all the animated series are really good and they're really lore yeah. heavy. And so that's what I want to see for the entirety of Star Wars. So I don't want it to die. But going back 400 years, getting as far away from the name Skywalker, I don't mm-hmm. want to hear Skywalker. I don't want to hear Solo, even though obviously it was just because he was alone. Um, I don't want to hear Organa. I don't want to hear any of that. I don't. No, I don't want it to be characters. referenced. I don't want it to be like Harry Potter where they felt like the second movie, they had to reference everything and anything. And, oh, that <sighs> snake was a person. It's like, no. Go back 400 years before everything started. Yes, please. Right. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> number eight, <laughs> down from number six, The Turning, which is another uh, horror movie. Uh, $3 million for a total of 11. Uh, number nine, down from eight, The Little Women. This one's Emma Watson. So still doing pretty good. $3 million for a total of $98 million. Um, I think we checked one time. Let me click on it. I think we checked one time. Their budget was like very low on this movie. Not seeing a budget, but I remember uh, Nate checked me for me once and it was like maybe 10 million or something, 9 million for that movie. So considering that it's made 98 million, like that's times times 10. <laughs> like times 10 yeah. your budget. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Uh first week not doing too good if this is your first week. Jumping in at number 10, uh the rhythm section. 2.8 million for a total of obviously 2.8 million. So yeah, I mean this really this kind of sucks because like, I like Blake Lively, and if you watch the trailer, it doesn't look like a bad trailer, you know? I just feel like it's maybe... It's coming in at the wrong part. It's at... it's It was at the 
kind of the end slash beginning of February and January, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it was just at a weird spot. Um, it also looks like it might be something hard to, you know, market because, I mean, here we go, another revenge film, essentially. Right. So we'll see. I mean, maybe it'll do a little bit better. Maybe it'll be better on that dare uh, Hulu or something, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, that's it for the weekend box office. Let's get straight into the headlines. The big ones, obviously, we had the Super Bowl, so we got ourselves a lot of little trailers, if that's what you can call them. (laughs) I mean, there's, uh, I think the longest one was the Mulan one, so yay. Um, Yeah, so excited for that one. But in no particular order, other than the one I saw it on this one YouTube video, <laughs> is uh, first there was Minions, The Rise of Gru. You know, my my daughter will absolutely love that. I mean, she loved the first one. The first one actually was her very first movie she went and saw. Nice. So there'll be, I mean, she won't remember that. But then when she <laughs> rewatched it older, she really liked it. So I, I mean. It's it's good for little kids, and I mean that one looks fun. I mean they get you get to actually see Gru and you know his little origin story. So okay, you know <laughs> whatever. I mean your kids were probably way too old by the time the first Minions came out. No, actually we are cartoon loving oh, family. Okay. We still watch them. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean we own the first two. Oh, so yeah. I mean we we love them. I mean we have that kind of stupid humor. Oh yeah. Anyway, and so. Things like Shrek and Minions, that just kind of hits our funny bone just right. So I don't care what age you are. I think a lot of this is written for mine and my husband's age, which is in our 30s. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Just because they reference to a lot of things from our generation. So it makes it very entertaining to watch. So we still go and see them. Yeah, I, I feel like the first Minions really got a bad rep. Because they're just like, oh my god, there's like no story to it, and it's just blah blah, blah. and it's like, yeah, but it's made for kids. Like I feel like there's definitely exactly. some, there's definitely some movies that like Pixar is a perfect example of movies that are made for the family, and so anybody mm-hmm. can enjoy it. But I really feel like Minions and a lot of the other other movies that that company makes, they're really made for kids. You know, and Mm -hmm. they try to sneak some stuff in there for the adults, obviously, but for the most part, it's kids. So they made an entire movie about a race of beings that basically just go whoopita beepita boop bop badada. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's for kids. Like, I, I just, I hated the hate around it. Because it's certainly not the best movie of all time. Definitely not. But it's... It's kids. Like, what? I don't know. Like, it's so silly. Uh, the next one was yeah. uh, James Bond number 25, apparently. Oh, <laughs> yes. No Time to Die, I... just like their sequels. Hey-oh! Right. <laughs> I am super excited about that, though. I have not liked a James Bond <laughs> since Sean Connery oh. uh, until now. And I think he does a fantastic job. I think the directors keep it uniform so that with each new one coming out, you have a seamless storyline. I think there's a few things that are dropped, like their villain was not quite up to par, in my opinion. But other than that, I think they're well-made. They're, you know, good detail, good flow. They settle well with this fan base. (laughs) And I'm a huge 007 fan. I mean, I read the books. I've watched all the movies. Mm -hmm. I own all the Sean Connery ones. <laughs> you know, I I think they're well done. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see this one. Yeah, and I, I feel like... I feel like it, it'll be interesting because it, reportedly this is uh, Daniel Craig's last one. And they're kind of setting up the next Bond. I don't know if they're, if they're going to follow through with it. But they're setting it up for a woman to take his place. You know, a lot of the, you know, He-Man woman haters will definitely come out and be like, ah, this is stupid. But it still could be interesting, you know. It could be interesting. But as a feminist myself, I struggle with where they're taking the Marvel films. Oh, really? I Mm -hmm. mean, just because, I mean, I'm all for women power, okay? Definitely. But I want equal 
I don't want it to be like, oh, well, the men can't do anything without us women, and then all of a sudden change it, because I don't feel like they're really exemplifying the strength of a woman. I think they put it out there as a woman's strength is sexuality, and that's not true, or that a, a woman doesn't need a man at all, and it's like, okay, fine, right. yes, she could be independent on her own, but why do you have to drive that point? Can't it just be on her merits and her abilities, period, and not, you know, focus? And I think... It's a great that they're doing this whole Me Too mov- movement and they're trying to give women power. But at the same time, I think they're kind of missing the point mm-hmm. of it by overemphasizing certain things that they think are important instead of really seeing it for what it is. The The whole point of it is to empower a, a woman based on her abilities and not just the fact that she's a woman. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Definitely. So I don't know. I mean, it could go either way. I'm excited to see a female bond, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe just as good of a female Bond, Black Widow. Oh, That yes. one looks good. And I feel like the good thing about that one, even though it sucks that it has to be a prequel because of what happened to her in Endgame, mm-hmm. like, other than that, though, this looks like a good kind of standalone film. And oh, kind of yeah. going along the lines of what you were saying, she's strong, but she's not doing everything on her own. It's not She's not going out on, on her own. She's... She, actually puts together a team granted most of it is women but david harbour is enough man for eight men so i think like there's actually eight men in that movie it's just that it's all inside david harbour that he ate them all essentially (laughs) (laughs) um but no that's comfort there that's refreshing hearing that kind of um viewpoint from a woman because it's like you you hear tons of people say that Mm -hmm. but some of them as soon as they're white males it's like it automatically makes them sexist i know it's like no 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 it's like i like my ripley's where the reason she was um the reason she was strong we was because she was a motherly figure yes it wasn't because she was a woman and she had a gun in her hand exactly that's what made her strong same thing with leia yeah. she was spunky she was she was rebellious or whatever and none it was of that her individual personality exactly. it wasn't just because she was a sexy woman it was she was strong because of who she was inside and exactly. what she was capable of doing she was able to rally the troops because she'd been there done that risked it herself i mean You've got to give people props for being a human being instead of mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what they were born. <laughs> right, definitely. And I feel like you get that a lot, funnily enough, in older movies. But mm-hmm. nowadays, yeah, you do kind of get like, well, I'm a woman, so that means it's out of the norm. And it's like, well, no, it's yeah. not until you point it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> until you pointed it out, I wouldn't even like... Anyways, um, yeah, yeah, Black Widow, that one looks interesting. I don't feel like this particular trailer, we got any kind of new information other yeah. than a couple of extra shots of, I want to say it's the trickster or something like that. I mean, the only thing we really know about him from the comics is that he he's really good at like mimicking everybody's fight style. So mm-hmm. like we see him kick up the shield and it's like okay that's very Captain America so I <laughs> so that'll be interesting because she'll essentially be fighting Captain America but then you know the, one of the shots from the last one he does a move exactly like her and we're like oh okay this is gonna be interesting um, oh yeah let's let's keep on with the woman empowerment with Mulan uh, this is actually the longest trailer out of all of them what's your thoughts on Mulan? Because oh. I don't want to completely crap on it if you ended up liking it. So let's get the good out of the way if you no. like it. <laughs> I am super excited they are bringing the martial arts in. Uh-huh. I think it's about time. Of course, I'm a huge like Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee fan. So <laughs> I'm like, bring on the martial arts. So I hope that it's more in the style of, I mean, even Forbidden Kingdom. It looks like they have a lot of the same actors. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of connection with that. And so I'm hoping it's the same quality mm-hmm. as that. I mean, from the previews, it looks amazing. Of course, it's still Disney, so yeah. <laughs> they, they tend to downplay some things or kind of screw things up one way or another. But, I mean, for the most part, you put money into it with that cast, I think you're going to see some amazing things. Yeah. I mean, like, um, let me get the positives out of the way. It looks good, obviously. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's this big CGI fest, and it looks like a, you know, even though you know they're running up a side of a, a building or whatever, they're at least doing wire work to make it look real. I appreciate that 
because yes. that's certainly something they could have just CG'd everything. And, oh, great. Here we go again, right? But it looks like right. they're actually doing stuff for real, and I can definitely appreciate that. Well, I wonder if Jet Li's in, involved in that because he is part of the cast, and so I bet he has a lot to do with the stunts. Yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, other than that, <laughs> like, I'm very much... Uh, I'm very much in love with the original Mulan, all the songs, uh, the animation mm-hmm. style, Mushu. We're not getting a Mushu in this one, so it's like oh, almost a meeting. didn't know that. You didn't know that? Well, I'm no. glad I could break that bubble for you. <laughs> oh, I thought they'd bring up some really cool, like, CG animation. Yeah. No Mushu? No Mushu. Oh, um, but I think that's my main problem with Mulan, is that they're turning it into this gritty, you know, war reboot. We're getting more of a war movie, which granted Mulan was always a war movie, yeah. but it was also a musical, you know, and so it was a it was a princess story, I mean, really, you know, but it was told in a very different way, and it was, you know, it was very empowering, and it's mm-hmm. very, it's a good story. And now we're getting the gritty reboot. And it's like, out of all the things that need a gritty reboot, I mean, you could say a lot of them don't even need it in the first place. But of all of them that need a gritty reboot, this is not one of them. This is certainly not one of them. And it's like, the last remake we just had was like Lion King. And mm-hmm. in that, they just did a shot for shot remake, and it was horrible. This yeah. <laughs> one, they're going the exact opposite route. They're changing almost everything. The only thing I feel like similar is that her name's Mulan and she's taking her dad's place. Other than that, there's some training that she has to do, so that's similar. But then mm-hmm. they're adding a bunch of stuff. Like, there's this whole witch character, and I'm like... Okay, but in that, if you witch? know their their history, this is going to the more to the original legend of Mulan versus where the cartoon took it far away to make it kid-friendly. This is taking it back to closer to the original legend. So I like that just simply because it is a gritty, dirty legend that... Mm -hmm you know, was war-torn and had had all of that. So, yeah, I love the original Mulan as well. I love the music, but I think that's definitely the kid-friendly, and I'm looking forward to an adult version that's True. closer to I the True. I mean, legend. now that I'm grown up, it would be nice to see <laughs> a grown-up Mulan, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, I, I still enjoy Mulan as an adult, so I don't see why... Oh, yeah. You know, if anything, it's so funny that, like, all the other remakes are very Disney, and it's like... It, if you didn't show me the Disney logo, I would think that this is like, oh, this is Lionsgate doing an R-rated version of it or something. <laughs> because right. that's what they kind of shoot it to be. They shoot it to be this kind of... Oh, you bring up a really good point, uh, Forbidden Kingdom. Awesome movie. And this one definitely looks like that. I mean, the, I mean just the style of everything. I mean, even one, the witch like uses like cloth to like beat up somebody. And that was very much like a Forbidden Kingdom thing. But it's oh, yeah. like, you know... I don't know if it was going to be like this gritty reboot. I almost wish somebody else would have handled it than Disney because when I see Disney, like this is what I expect. And it's like, it's just, uh, I wish it best for sure. And I'm, and I might go see it, but that'll definitely be one. It's like, that's a dollar theater. Like I'm not going <laughs> to go spend full money on that one for, for me at least. So right. um, then we got a little bit of a preview of the Falcon and winter soldier, Loki and WandaVision. These were very, very little glimpses of it. We didn't actually get a trailer. Um, I was kind of hoping that like this morning they were going to release the full versions of them because right. like, we got a little bit of a look. It looks interesting, but also, what the heck? Like, Loki is, like, the, uh-huh. the legitimately the one that we le- know the least about, because all we saw was Tom Hiddleston going, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. That and that's it. That's all we got from it. So it's like, okay, thanks for all the story, guys. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I'm really hoping whether it be today, you know, of course, after we're done recording, so whether it be today or tomorrow, I really hope the full versions are going to go out pretty soon. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, that one definitely looks like, you know, here's an espionage or action series. Uh, WandaVision, I think, is, like, the most weird one because, like, she's obviously, like, she like part of it looks like it's in Leave it to Beaver. Part of it looks like it's right. in the Brady Bunch, you know. 
And then Loki, yeah, I mean, uh, he got arrested, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know. That's as far as we can see. He has something on his wrists. Right, so, okay. <laughs> um, next up, Top Gun Maverick. Um, what, yeah. What's your thoughts on this one? I loved the original movie. Um, so, I don't know. I have kind of mixed emotions on that. I, I love Tom Cruise. I think he's a great actor. But I think he has a flair for the dramatic ridiculous, the more films he gets into. And so uh, part of me is like, no, don't redo Maverick because, or don't redo Top Gun because it's just going to become another one of those kind of out of the box ridiculous films, kind of like his Mission Impossibles became. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if he keeps it true to the original story, if he keeps, I, I like that they have a lot of the original cast. Right. Um, I think a remake could be amazing with the capabilities in in CG and animation that they have, that they could really add some amazing things. I think with the capability of cameras that they could put in real jets if they, if they actually use the Air Force, um, they could have some amazing shots and mm-hmm. some amazing movie. But on the other side, they could really take it the other way and make it ridiculous and just a poor remake. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on this one because I'd love to see that story come back. But at the same time, it's another remake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically it's a sequel, but yeah, I see what you mean. Um, For me, honestly, one of the main reasons I'm excited for this is actually because of Tom Cruise and because of Mission Impossible. Um, like for instance, all the helicopter piloting in the most recent Mission Impossible was True. Tom Cruise. They put a camera in there, they sent him off into the into the air and they said good luck essentially. Yeah. <laughs> if he would have had if he would have been in trouble, he had nothing but his own wits to get him out. And especially since he was straight up doing stunts in them, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um this in particular, there's some there's a couple of shots that you see throughout um i think there's i mean by this point there's two trailers and then the super bowl trailer um but there's definitely some shots it's like okay that's real they actually had yeah. him go up and there's actually a featurette out there so i don't know if you've seen that but there's actually yeah. a featurette out there about how they went through the training so now we know that when we see tom cruise at least tom cruise maybe the other people will be cg but at least when we see tom cruise we know that tom cruise is the one flying that jet and that's exciting because that is exciting i loved back in the day back in the day when when they had when they had something on screen you knew that it was happening you know i just i I love that. that I miss it. I miss it so much. That is one thing about like the Force Awakens uh, that really saves it. You know, yes. it's very much a retread. It's very, but we get to see monsters. We get to see robots. We get to see mm-hmm. them, and it feels like I can reach out and I can touch them. And that yeah. mean, that means something. Knowing exactly. that, like he's going through and doing these things himself. So, like, there's this one shot where like he goes up upside down, and he's like. <gasps> It's like we know the reason is is because he has the G force on him and he can barely breathe, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just brings an authenticity to his performance, and I love that. I love that. Yes, you know but I then hope. How smooth can they bring that to the CG so that it too doesn't true. look, you know? And I think that's what I'm worried about because yeah, in, in mm-hmm. some of them I love that realistic aspect, but then it ruins it with a poor slide into the CG, and it's like mm, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Good point. Um, then there's the big one, Fast Nine. That's actually going to be our topic of the show. So we're going to skip right past it. Uh, we got a little look at the Invisible Man. That one looks really interesting. Yeah, I loved the original. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's definitely more um, assaulty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it definitely takes a horror aspect versus just mm-hmm. kind of the more fun, playful, what would you do if you were invisible? I right. mean, now you're going to get in trouble and you're going to do things. That, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the old Invisible Man, like, wasn't it way more, it was way more, I don't know, like, I, I, I never really seen it. But like, this one is definitely a little bit more personal because it's like his wife and he's like torturing his wife, essentially. 
Yeah, the original one, he went off and tried things because he was invisible, kind of uh-huh. leaving his wife. But this one, he stays and tortures his wife. It's much like the remake Hollow Man. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that one. That had that Kevin one Bacon, became, didn't it? Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And that one kind of took more of a, a horror sling to it. But I'm talking like the original mm. Invisible Man from back in like the 1952 where he just got into trouble, left his wife, went off with another woman, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, this one, yeah, he tortures his wife. So, I don't know, it kind of takes a really... It's definitely a loose adaptation to the original mm. H.G. Wilms, you know? So, I I don't know. I'm curious about it, but... Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, uh, you strayed too far from the storyline. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, so then we have Spiro, uh, Spongebob movie, Sponge on the Run. Um, confession time. The first Spongebob movie is probably one of my favorite animated movies that isn't like Disney, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just love it. It's so ridiculous. It's so off the wall. Um, the second one, like, I don't know what they did. Like, I don't know what they decided to turn it into, but it was just so weird and yeah. they marketed it off of him being on the surface and then they turned into like superheroes. They marketed the entire movie off of that when really it was like the last maybe 20 minutes that that happened. So it's like I, I was expecting the entire movie. I was expecting them to get to the surface and like and it kind of built this really unrealistic expectation and it made it a, a worse movie because of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, like I kind of like this art style they're going for because it's cg obviously but then it's extremely cartoony like it looks kind of interesting i don't know i've never been a huge spongebob fan but i i am entertained with the jokes and things so (laughs) we'll see i think the first one like you said um the first one definitely had more to it that it was entertaining but the second one was just a little too strange I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't get through it i couldn't enjoy it so i don't know i'm hoping that if they do have this next one it'll be closer to the first one or closer to the animated yeah. series yeah which i mean so far i feel like it at least just from the jokes and everything i feel like it's closer to the first one than it is in the second one but also the series itself hasn't been the same ever since season I think the beginning of season five, because the original yeah. creator essentially left and it just hasn't been the same. So those first four seasons, dear God, they're hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Like even going back and rewatching them, it's stupid because I feel I, I have a part of me that's like, I'm dumb. Why am I watching this? But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> oh God, it's so funny. Um, yeah. uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, we really didn't get a look at the movie necessarily because they had, he was interviewing a bunch of like athletes and then basically having them pretend that somebody's faster than them and then Mm -hmm. all of them at the same time are like oh what's this for what's this for what's this for he's like honestly i have no idea and it's sonic and it's like (laughs) oh ha ha so Mm -hmm. i mean but they have a trailer out for it true I'm yeah. excited about this one only because they fixed the art right. rendering. I was exactly. so mad about the original <laughs> art rendering. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is such an iconic character. You cannot screw up with Sonic. I'm yes. like, we were not going to go see it until they fixed that. And then they like re- re-released it. And I'm going, okay, thank you. I think yeah. too many fans are like, uh-uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some like... Um conspiracy theories like was that the plan all along because it kind of seemed like they fixed it pretty fast right i mean it still took them like over a month and who knows maybe there was some deadly crunch going on there but still like it seemed like they fixed it pretty fast so it's like it, it definitely makes you wonder like was that the plan all along get that kind of you know bad vibes because i mean sometimes yeah. that could be a better marketing because like I'm pretty. How many people went and saw? Do you know how many websites that's gonna go to? Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, like how many people went and saw Cats just because they're like, okay, come on, it can't be that bad. (laughs) Oh yeah, based on some of the reviews, I don't even want to see that. (laughs) There's a part of me that wants to go. We have this tradition in my family called Stupid Movie Night, where we randomly click on a Netflix flick. 
and sometimes they're like the most horrible movie in the world and we forever make fun of it and sometimes they're actually pretty decent flicks so <laughs> we're waiting for stupid movie night on netflix for cats because I'm like, but i don't even know i mean some of them are so bad you can't even get through 10 minutes of the film so right right oh man uh a quiet place part two uh, another one we didn't get a really a lot of look at. You know, I like the first trailer way better. Um, yeah. We get that we get that first shot, which is like a one shot, you mm-hmm. know, no cuts, and she's like in the car, and then she has to start backing up, and like I really like that. Like I really love when they can pull something like that off, which is one of the reasons I really want to go see 1917. It's because mm-hmm. that's shot to be like one shot the entire movie, like. Oh my yeah. God! Yes, like right. so. I I, I really want to see that. But um, back to this movie. Um, honestly, but they showed I, the creature. What? They showed part of the creature. I mean, your imagination is so much scarier than the original creature. So why would you show the creature in the preview? Well, right. I mean, they showed the creature pretty soon in the movie too. Um, but yeah, I mean this this one looks good just because like I don't think I would have wanted a sequel to A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. um, and so the the number one job it had was to prove that it needed to exist, and I feel like they've done that so far. Okay, they've they've proven to me that like okay, this is okay that it exists. It's not just John Krasinski getting another paycheck. It seems like okay, no, he's actually putting some thought into this, you know. So eh, I like it. Uh, Hunters, which is an Amazon Prime, which I have to say, after the last two Amazon Prime shows that I binge watch over a weekend, which was The Boys and Carnival Row, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Don't even tell me what it's about. Other than there was that really weird shot where she's like, Nazi! Nazi! Know, like strange. almost like um, Invasion of the Body Pacino, Snatchers. So, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, I love Al Pacino. I think. Yeah he's a great actor and usually stuff that he's involved in is pretty great quality. And I think mm-hmm. Amazon does a pretty good job. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you know, he's kind of the mentor. So he's kind of the like Xavier, so to speak yeah. of, of the group. I like that, yes. you know, so we'll still get some crate. It still looks like we're going to get some crazy Pacino, but at the same time, he's going to be very reserved because he's got a group to, um, you know, uh, uphold or something. So yeah, it looks interesting. I mean, that's all we can really say. Um, the only thing I almost forgot to say this. Uh, the only thing that I missed here was actually Owen Wilson confirms that he has a major role in the Loki series. Once again, we really? didn't get that much from it because we just saw Tom Hiddleston. But yeah. Owen Wilson, like, it'll be interesting. Is he going to be a comic relief? Is he going to be more serious? Like, I don't know about you. But Behind Enemy Lines is probably one of my favorite Owen Wilson movies. Oh, yes. And I, I think it was just, he agree. was so outside of his norm, and he actually did such a good job in, like, a serious role. I loved it. Yeah. He's a more versatile actor than I originally thought, but mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, Behind Enemy Lines is absolutely one of my top Owen Wilson films, but if he's going to be in Loki, I think, oh, that would be a great cast. That would just mm-hmm. be an all-star cast. They would play very well off each other, I think. And just having the story of Loki come to light and having... Because there's so much to that character. That makes me, like, my mouth water to find out what character would he play in relation to Loki. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we're actually going to skip right to the topic of the show. All right, so today's topic of the show is, I teased it before, we're going to be talking a little bit about that Fast 9, that F9, you know, because as we know from Star Wars, when you go all the way up to 9, it has to be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what what's your thoughts on Fast 9 and maybe even just the Fast series so far? I love the first three Fast and Furious. I think after that, they kind of veer and it gets boring same old same old Mm -hmm. um until they started coming back into maybe seven i think seven kind of brought it back around Mm -hmm. um so i'm excited because i think i don't know eight had a few disappointing things but they said they're gonna fix those in nine so or kind of um 
bring it all back around mm-hmm. into the storyline, like correct the storyline a little bit. So I'm excited to see it. I like the action. I love the cars. Um, I like the characters. I like the actors. I think it's pretty well made overall. I think it's more of a TV series than big box yeah. film, though. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this probably would be a really good, like, HBO original, Netflix original, something like that. Like, if they still spend... Because, I mean, they really don't spend that much on the CG. Like, it's so obvious. I mean, not only because it's a car doing a slingshot off of a freaking cliff. You know, that's unbelievable all by itself. But, like, it's so obviously CG. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's why the first three were a little bit more forgiving. Because... There was a lot of the stunts that they actually did. You mm-hmm. know, I want Tom Cruise to get a hold of the Fast and the Furious people and I want them to start doing the stunts for real. Exactly. <laughs> because, like, some of these stunts are really crazy. Like, the one where, like, he runs into the one thing somehow knowing that the rope would get caught up in the tire. Like, how did you right? know that? Like, there's no possible way you could have known that. You had yeah. no idea that was going to happen. You, It's just complete luck. Essentially, you said, screw this all. I'm going to kill ourselves. And, oh, just a happy accident <laughs> swings me over there. We're still alive, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, at, least, like, at least film... the one where, like, he's going through, he's going from one skyscraper to another. Like, you know, he oh. knew he was going to make it, quote, unquote, new. But still, yeah. like, that had some level of believability. Doing this weird slingshot maneuver with a freaking like, rope. Ridiculous. A yeah. rope. A exactly. rope. Like, what the hell, people? Like, and it's, on a wheel, if you know physics, that would rip it to shreds. It would right. not hold. I mean, and it's just like, I feel like, I feel like, like, they've already said goodbye to physics. They've already said goodbye to reality yeah. long yeah. ago. But, like, one of the main things for you to be able to enjoy an action movie, a drama, whatever it may be, is that suspension of disbelief. Whereas they're like, belief? Disbelief? Screw that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I know. I don't know. I I feel like it needs to die and or somehow be, I mean, I hate to say it, but reboot it, you know, because I just, why does it need to still exist? Why do we have to have an F9? You know, I hear rumors that we're going to keep going. Exactly. That's what, yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Okay. At this point, make it, make it a series because it's no longer big box. Mm-hmm. Especially with the lack of creativity in the storyline. I mean, it's the same storyline, just a few different nudges here and there. It's, I don't know. I just think it needs to die or mm-hmm. become a series. Let the pest die. Kill yeah. it if you must. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it's so off the wall. And I like, I guess in some cases, it's their charm. Yeah. But. I feel like they're relying too much on that versus versus just coming up with interesting things to happen. Like, okay, now we're going to have Dom's brother and Dom's brother is John Cena and now they want to kill each other or something. It's like... Yeah, like, why? And it's like, okay, so for... For, for let me get this straight for eight movies you've done nothing but talk about family but now you're just totally cool offing one of your f- actual family members. Right? Like, it kind of really goes against what you've been preaching to us this whole time. The whole time, exactly. <laughs> well, not only that, but then eight. Eight, he was like, you know, family, 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 family. And then he's like, no, screw you guys. I'm going to kill you all just because of a baby. Like, I yeah. get it's a son, but still, dear God, like, you couldn't have dropped a note or something? Like, right. come on. Oh, my God. And I feel like it was so weird because that movie came out i'm getting off topic but we're talking about fast and furious in general so i feel like it's okay um but i felt like it was so weird because the same year that he was going evil um optimus went evil in the most recent transformers so it was like okay is this a trend are we just like what is this (laughs) well do you ever notice that series in tv seem to do that too like they get to Mm -hmm. season four or five and then all of a sudden it's witches and zombies and vampires and it's like okay just because it was popular in one series and it was a hit doesn't mean it's going to work in every series so with the movie yeah exactly optimus went evil first and now all of a sudden he's going evil in fast and furious it's like oh come on Mm -hmm. copycat come up with an original concept right 
Right. And I mean, like, I, I guess to a certain to extent they were trying to subvert expectations by having him go against his family. But I just feel like the execution could have been done so much better. I honestly would have much rather like a mind control serum than him legitimately going against his family. Exactly. Because it just it the person we know, it's almost like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. It's almost like episode eight when Luke just starts acting like a freaking idiot. And he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill my own freaking nephew because I sense a little bit of evil in him, even right. though I totally went to my dad and said, Hey, dad, I know there's some good in you. Like, right. yeah, Luke would totally do that. Like, <laughs> it's completely against his nature. Yes. So, I mean, but yeah, and then we have, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, the point is, when will it when will it die? Like, and I I think the question or I think the answer is rather when people stop going seeing it. So if you're listening to this yeah. right now, don't go see it. Stop <laughs> giving them ideas. Like you're you're fueling them. Right. I I, I want to say there's some like forum out there, and they just come up with the most wackadoodle things, and then the fast people look at them and go like, let's choose that one. That one's so out there. <laughs> Like, how extreme can we make this and people will still come see it? Extreme! How off the storyline can we go? Or how screwed up can we make the characters and people will still come see it? Right. It's an, it's a, a it's a litmus test at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, good for John Cena. Uh, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think... Uh, what was your favorite Fast? Ah. <sighs> favorite i don't know i'd have to say the original yeah yeah number one just because it was new and exciting and the concept was raw and from then on i think if you didn't watch all of them you'd miss things i don't think any of them Mm. stood alone like the first one that's true yeah um i actually think number five was my favorite it was the first time they introduced the rock and he wasn't a cartoon version of himself which is what he turned into (laughs) i know i feel like that's the one thing like the one thing about that movie was really cool is him being this bad it's like i'm gonna go i'm gonna hunt these people down i'm going to you know crush them hoorah mother like that's that's like something that I mm, yeah, like that was so yeah. good, and like that, the showdowns between Vin Diesel oh, and The Rock yeah. were just so like just raw and just boom, they're crushing things, mm-hmm. um, and the whole story was kind of just like them trying to get away from him, and I really right. liked liked it because it brought it to a more grounded reality. But then F six, seven, eight, nine, well, nine yeah. started happening. They're like, what's reality? I just I hate what they turned yeah. The Rock into. Because I get I it, know. you have a daughter. Like, I have a daughter too, but I didn't turn into this weird version of myself. I'm still myself, but now I flick a switch every time my daughter's around. Like, it's, exactly. you don't become this completely <laughs> um, chastated version of yourself. Like, right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. But yeah, number five, when he was still like hoorah and everything. Like, yeah, that was awesome. He just turned into a cartoon version of himself, even up to the point of Hobbs and Shaw, where it's like, you know, he's doing all these things. He's making funny quips or whatever. Like, when we first were introduced, was he quipping? No. Not so much. He had a job to do. Yeah. You don't have time to sit there and make a one-liner. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, is he trying to be like the Terminator where that one-liner is going to stand through all time? It's like, but... Mm -hmm. It's not going to work in something like Fast and Furious. I mean, yeah, some of the quips were funny, but come on. When there's so many, it just becomes dull and mundane instead of, you know, this great one-liner that you can have have going on. And when you lose focus, it's, it's almost like when they start putting a love scene in the middle of the battle. It's like, really? Now? Right now? You can't just focus on the action for just a little bit longer? It just kind of breaks <laughs> it up too much. And you're just like, get back to the action! Shut up and move! <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
But I mean, like, we want to know what you guys are thinking about fast. Does it need to die? Are you still having a lot of fun with it? Is it just a guilty pleasure for you and we just need to calm down and just have fun at the movies? You guys let us know uh, down in the comments or you can go to at TX3 Productions on Twitter or ThreadX3 Productions Instagram, ThreadX3 Productions at gmail.com. Let's get moving on to our nerd Would You Rather. So nerd, would you rather, this is, you know, obviously we're would you rather, but we're trying to keep it a little bit nerd. Um, so today I'm going to go a little bit on topic since we were talking about Fast and Furious. So I'm going to go on topic. I'm going to say, would you rather muscle car or exotic car? That's a hard choice. <laughs> I mean, there is absolutely no, oh, I don't know. My favorite is a GT Mustang if you take it before 2000. Ooh. But... My all-time favorite car is a 1967 Shelby Cobra, so <laughs> how do you pick? I mean, those would be muscle, right? Wouldn't well, those Shelby both Cobra's be considered muscle? is an exotic. Is it really? Yeah, Shelby's... But it's American. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, but then again, okay, so if you're going real exotic, why, why not a Hennessy Venom F5? Mm, okay. I mean, okay. There's nothing prettier than a Venom <laughs> or a Ferrari. I mean, when you've actually been to Italy and you walk down the street and there's eight Ferraris of all different colors yeah. just standing there. Oh, they're the most beautiful things I've ever seen. So I don't That's know. True. I don't know. I, I don't think I could choose so between muscle or exotic. So what if we live in a world where one of them didn't exist? Which one would you want to exist? Oh. If it makes you feel any better, you're like Nate, where you can't make a decision. <laughs> That's like making me choose between the stars and the sky. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, oh, okay, I couldn't live without my Ferraris or my Venoms, yeah. honestly. Just, I really love the sleek, classic look of an exotic car. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I will agree with you. Uh, exotic car, like, some of, especially some of the, maybe the out there ones, like when... I think it is the sleekness. Muscle cars have edges, mm -hmm. you know, and they have like the big muffler coming outside the front of the thing. And the you know, obviously, I probably called it something that it's not, but you know, <laughs> like they they just have a lot of edges, and they're like, here's here's three mufflers on the side of it, and they all shoot out flames and stuff. Right. Like, you know, they're they're definitely ridiculous, but for a different reason. I do like the sleekness of an exotic car. Yeah. I like. I just like how nice it likes. And yeah, yeah Ferraris, Lamborghinis, um, BMWs, I, you know, yeah. oh, some really good BMWs. Yeah, I really like them. I think I like the uh, sci fi feel of some of them too, like the McLaren Elva. Good point. Is kind good of point. like a Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, really good point. Like very sci fi, very futuristic. Yeah. And muscle cars are kind of in the past. Maybe not in, a, not in a bad way, but yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah. All right. And so do you have a would you rather? Do I have a would you rather? Like if I get to make up something? No, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Would you rather Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> Ooh. I mean, so are we living in the world or yes. are we... Okay, so we're living in that universe? Living in the universe. Okay. Uh, I feel like Star Wars is a no-brainer. I mean, being able to use the Force and lightsabers... And just all the lore behind it, I I much prefer like living in that universe. I mean, even if all I could do is run around as a Mandalorian, even that is like way okay. better than anything in Star Trek. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, please, I just carry around Baby Yoda. No contest. <laughs> I know, right? Cutest thing ever. Did you see they have a life-size replica that you can get on? I believe it's Amazon for three hundred dollars. Yes. yes, and you know how tempting. <laughs> that is <laughs> i know it's like ah oh, come on we don't need to eat this month <laughs> i know right and i'm like not one to waste my money or anything but that's something that i would seriously fan crush on <laughs> <laughs> all right so you're talking a big talk which one would you choose oh you know i can't live in a life a world without the emperor and yoda i mean yeah. i'm just I want the powers of the emperor. 
Mm. So you're going dark side, uh-oh. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Every time I play the game, you know, Star Wars game, I'm always the Emperor. <laughs> nice. kids are like, Mom, you're so dark side. And then I just love the saying, come to the dark side, we have cookies. <laughs> but it's more than that. I mean, come on, he has the most incredible power. I think that's the only thing that I liked in, in Rise of the Skywalker um, elf. Was the lightning, uh, yeah. Yeah, that she had his powers, and it's just like, okay, cool. But... Mm -hmm. You know, what would you do with those powers? Would you be drawn? do? What would you do? I, I think I would... Uh, I don't know. That's a hard one, though, because I really love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But I think I would, if I had to choose, and if I were living in the world, and I could choose a character to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good That's a good question. Um, let's let's take it a step further. What, what character would you choose? I think I would... Ah, uh, it's hard between the Emperor and Yoda. Mm, okay. Because they have a lot of power, but I, I don't know if I could have the power of the emperor with the wisdom of Yoda. Ah, nice. So, imp Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yod man, Yoderer. <laughs> what would you um, choose? Who would you choose? I, I think I'd have to go Qui Gon Jinn. Like really? I like his wisdom, his um, fortitude. You know. And I mean, obviously, he never had as much screen time as, as right. like you know Obi Wan, for instance. But a lot of what Obi Wan got was from Qui Gon Jinn. That's true. Um, and I mean, especially if you go back into the lore of Qui Gon Jinn, or I, I really like him, and I feel like I feel like that's who I would choose for sure. Nice. Alrighty. So, what would you guys rather? Would you rather muscle exotic Star Wars or Star Trek? We always end up going towards Star Wars. We don't do it on purpose, but it's so nerdy. How can you not? So, what would you rather? Let us know. And obviously, thank you so much for joining us. If you can, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a review on iTunes. Anything would help out. It would be a huge help for us. Thank you so much. So, once again, I was Nick. And I was Becca. And thank you for turning into Nerd Radio, where you can always talk nerdy to me.